Train, eat, repeat. The knowledge and know-how you need to live well. Here's your host, Tyler Ferrand. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Train, Eat, Repeat podcast. It is August, brand new month, brand new opportunity to take a look at our current situation and try to make it better and try to set some solid goals and try to make the best of it that you can. And one thing that came up, uh, I was just talking with a a new client of mine and something I was reminded of from one of my favorite books, uh, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. So sorry for the swearing, but uh, was that the goal of life is not to have zero shit in your life. You're always going to have shit, but to have smaller piles of shit. And I just want you to keep that in mind as you make your plans uh, for the start of August is really to take stock in what worked for you last month and, and what didn't work for you last month, and then be able to pivot or springboard yourself into this month so that you have, without you know getting too crazy with the swearing, uh, less piles of shit. So... What are we going to be talking about today? Um, First of all, welcome into the podcast. If it's the first time you're listening, welcome. Uh, What I plan to do is make health and wellness topics more simplified for you. Everything from nutrition, uh, from exercise to mindfulness, and try to group those together and give you tactics that you can use in your daily lives or talk about a topic that maybe is a little bit more thought-provoking for you and maybe something that makes you think in a way you haven't before. So what we're talking about today is in some Something that I've realized over the years of my coaching is that measuring success is one of the best ways to keep somebody motivated, to create discipline, to ensure that they're staying on track with the program, right? Because if we don't have a measurement in terms of how we're doing, like if we actually are seeing progress, well then where's the the motivation or where's the desire to want to keep doing what you're doing? Because a lot of times when you have to change what you've been accustomed to, which is normal for anybody, right? We, we are creatures of habit as humans to do the same things over and over and over again. And you have to get pushed outside your comfort zone in order to see progress. And that's true in any facet of your life. It doesn't matter if it's exercise, doesn't matter if it's in your business, doesn't matter if it's in your relationships. The longer you stay in your comfort zone, the less time you are spent growing and and getting better. So measuring success is important. And a lot of times, especially when we're talking in terms of health and wellness, your usual measurements will come out. So that would be weight loss, getting toned, getting stronger, uh, you know, possibly some gut health, uh, you know, longevity of life, which is an important one. But too many times we focus so much on the, the everyday metrics, what the scale says. We get obsessed with that. We get obsessed with, you know, being really stringent in our diet and, and really restrictive and taking things away out of our life that we, we actually enjoy because we know where we think it's going to get us to our goal. And that's a measurement of our success, right, is, is how quickly can we lose this weight? How quickly can we get to our ideal body type? And today what I wanted to talk about is that there are more metrics to success when it comes to health than just weight, than just body fat, than just the aesthetic. And I want you to realize that for a couple reasons. Number one, that having only that as a measurement of health greatly diminishes 
the the entire idea of health, meaning that if you only have that one aspect conquered, what does the rest of your life look like? Because what I just talked about was, you know, you're giving up a lot of your everyday daily activities that you love in order to make this change. You're stepping outside your comfort zone. It's going to affect you mentally. It's going to affect you spiritually. It's going to affect you in a lot of different ways and other aspects of health. The other piece is on the maintenance side of things. So maybe you're that individual listening that went very stringent and got to their goal. And now you're in a place where you've gotten to your ideal and now you're trying to maintain it. Well, then what do you focus on? Well, you're going to have to focus on a different aspect of health so that way you can continuously grow, even if it's not necessarily the physical, which most people think about in terms of health, in terms of changing your body composition and things like that. So why, why beyond those pieces, what are some things that we can look at in order to sort of quantify health or to work on health or measure success? So I read an interesting article uh, through Precision Nutrition, which is the um, one of the leading uh, coaching uh, services out there for nutrition coaching and actually who I'm certified through for nutrition coaching. And it talked about the six areas of deep health. And again, a way to look at health in a different way other than the physical, which physical is one of the six. So, you know, physical health would mean that you're feeling vibrant, energized, thriving, performing, and functioning well. So a lot of that has to do with the movement component, to do with the um, nutrition component that we typically talk about in the podcast. But what are the other five that you can sort of work on or maybe you realize if once I read the definition to you that you don't have that in your life? So that could be something that you can work towards to otherwise lead to a optimal or, or healthier life. So the first one is relational. So relational is being connected and authentic with others, feeling supported and like you and you feel like you belong. This is such an important aspect because if you don't feel like you have a community or you don't have that support system set in for you, no matter what you're trying to accomplish, first of all, I've always talked about your sphere of influence. If you hang around people that support you, that have a like mindset, they're constantly trying to boost you up and improve you and you pour as much into them as they pour into you, more than likely you're going to feel successful. I think the other thing, too, is that you can be yourself. You're not trying to be somebody that you think you have to be or trying to mold yourself to a certain attitude or a certain personality because that's what you feel is, is, is what needs to be done. You are you. And that's what all relational health is about. And so how would you work on that? Well, first of all, we talked about your sphere of influence, making sure that you have the right people around you. And I've talked about it before, that doesn't mean that you're going to get rid of all these friends that don't support you, but more so just taking stock in who has your best interests in mind, who's always there for you when you need them the most, who is going to support you even when you happen to fall, or maybe you make a wrong decision and you own up to it, who's going to be that person to forgive? So those are ways that you can get connected. Also, there's so many different groups out there um, through churches, through fitness groups. Um, I even heard somebody say that there's an app called Meetup. Um, I'm not overly familiar with the entire landscape of social media, but 
there are definitely ways for you to get connected. And more important than ever, especially during this COVID pandemic, where uh, social interaction has been, I don't want to say it's been frowned upon, but in a sense, we've been restricted in terms of how much we get and how much that affects your mental health is huge. It's a huge detriment to your mental health. So even if that means you have to connect via Zoom, I highly encourage you to do it. The second one is existential health. So that means you're feeling a sense of meaning and purpose in life. And a lot of this, a lot of times I will relate spiritual health to this because everybody wants to know what is my purpose? What am I here to do? Am I following the right path? And those are all really good questions to ask. And and if you're not to that point where you're asking those questions, it might be time to find some quiet time, which I've talked about before, to sit and evaluate and evaluate if what you're doing currently, and, and that's a very generic topic, but what you're doing currently in your life, your relationships, your business, your exercise, your health, what you're doing, and does it match up with what you want to accomplish? Does it serve a purpose for you? Does it relate to the values that you have? And have you figured out what your values are? What at no cost will you always protect is the way I like to explain values. So no matter what's going on inside of your life, what are you going to protect with all of your effort? That means it's something of value to you and something that will help you find purpose in your life. And it's so important to have because if you don't know where you're going, man, you you get lost very easily. And I've been there. I turned to spirituality. I turned to church. um, I turned to meditation. I turned to mentors, people that I trust, which goes back to your, your circle of influence and who you have in your life, which goes back to that first deep health model of being relational. But that is extremely important if you're going to be otherwise completely healthy or have that deep health. The third one is mental. So being alert, focused, competent and thoughtful, learning, remembering and solving problems well. Now you can achieve this through a lot of models, but a lot of it comes down to how you are going about your day and very much relates to the topic we talked about last week between being proactive and reactive. If you're more in that reactive mindset and you're letting your day happen to you versus you happening to your day, you're probably not practicing deep mental health. You're probably a person that constantly is just reacting to the things that happen, never really having a sense of organization or a sense of purpose around what you're doing day to day. And is it actually helping you get closer to your goals? You're also, you know, putting yourself and your problems at the forefront and not necessarily thinking how those impact others. And yes, you need to take care of yourself. I'm a huge proponent of self-care, but at times too, it's good to be selfless as well to think about how your mental health might be affecting somebody else and how somebody else's actions might be affecting your mental health. And when it comes to health and wellness, getting a good night's sleep, reducing stress, eating the right types of foods, exercising, all of those things can help your mental health. The next one, which we've talked about already, is the physical. And this is the one that most people relate to. So feeling vibrant, energized, and thriving, performing, and functioning well. 
you can go a million different directions in terms of what functioning well looks like for you. To me, though, it just means that you feel comfortable with your level of fitness and health. And a lot of times, people don't know what you don't know. And it's very hard for me to explain to somebody what optimal physical health or any of these health, uh, deep health components look like if you've never been there before. And that's where you can turn, again, to uh, a better circle of influence. You can turn to a coach like myself to work through different habits and different behaviors to get you to that point, to make you realize that there is more to your life than what you are doing currently. And that's why one of my my sort of credos for my training business and coaching business is I want you to thrive versus just exist. Because a lot of times, because we don't know what we don't know, we end up existing when we actually have the potential to thrive on so many levels and including these deep health models. So physical, that's a, that's a one that most people think about. The next one is emotional. So experiencing a full range of emotions and expressing them appropriately. This is huge. You have to be able to feel what you're feeling and not to be redundant, but the only way that you're able to do that is if you're able to really search what you feel inside. There was an interesting way of looking at it in one of my church groups. It was the idea of an iceberg. So when you look at an iceberg, all you really see is the top half of it, right? And so that's that's the identity or that's the emotional self that you allow everybody else to see, which in most cases for most people is very different than how they actually feel on the inside. And I was very much like that. I, I, I was this person and I'm still working on it, but I was this person that would be happy and vibrant and everything else on the on the outside or the top half of that iceberg, when deep down underneath that iceberg, there's three-fourths of ice with issues and self-doubt and uh, inconsistency and uncomfortableness. All of those things I kept below the surface. And if you allow that to fester... That's something that can be so damaging to your deep health and to health in general. It can affect all areas of your health. So I would, I would encourage you to find a way to be more vulnerable. And it's one of the hardest things to do. And I think you can lean on friends. You can lean on family. You can lean on your spiritual life. You can lean on whatever you feel comfortable with, even if that means you're recording yourself in the mirror. Or maybe you're going out into the middle of the woods and just yelling at the top of your lungs to let it out. Whatever that process is for you, but your emotional health is so important and your ability to feel a range of, of emotions and also be able to express them appropriately. And what I mean by expressing appropriately is that you know how to handle hard situations, hard conversations, which we all have to have throughout our life, how you can approach it in a way that solves the problem without yelling without getting super fired up. So that way there's a better line of communication between what you're feeling and being able to express that to the person or the individual that you're talking to. The last one is environmental. So knowing your everyday surroundings that support your health and your well-being. Now, this one's important because we have an an amazing amount of distractions, reactive type things that keep us from 
really tapping into our environmental self. And I might get a little hug a tree on you right now. But nature is an amazing thing. An amazing thing to sort of realize and look at and be in. And, you know, obviously the nutrients that we get from our environment in terms of vitamin D from the sun. And I think a lot of times we get so caught up in our day-to-day activities that we don't take the time to awe and wonder of our environment and what we're doing to it, what type of toxins we're putting into it, what type of toxins we're putting into our own body, even though we might not even know it, not just talking about eating, but topical creams and pollution and and all those. But having an idea of knowing your surroundings of what's going to help support your health and well-being, what's going to make you feel better. If I go outside for a 10-minute walk, I am instantaneously more clear-headed and feel better than if I didn't do that walk. It's the same as exercise. I've never heard anybody say that they actually feel worse mentally. They might be exhausted physically, which is usually the case, but they've never felt mentally worse. And that's being being in tuned with your surroundings or your environmental surroundings and what actually works the best for you. So I hope that these helped, these six aspects of deep health. And again, it's all different ways to measure health beyond a measurement, beyond a weigh-in, beyond a body fat percentage. Because what I've found over the course of coaching is that many times the deep emotions, the deep parts of health are the things that clients take away more so than the actual result. So things like confidence, you know, mental strength and body acceptance, belief that you are the person you always wanted to be, but you thought it was impossible. You know, those are the things that are important. More energy, able to be more productive and pour into projects and get more done in your day. Manage stress and anxiety. Not avoidable, but manageable. And so important. That is a big measurement of accomplishment right there. Another one is cravings disappear. So yes, we're talking about the physical, but but think about cravings as an emotional sense too. Because a lot of people emotionally eat. In fact, Precision Nutrition did a survey of 100,000 nutrition clients. And the number one thing that people said they need the most help with is emotional eating and cravings. So if, th- if, you, if you can measure success through these variables as well as those other measurements, how more likely are you to make that a lifestyle versus something that you're just chasing for a few months and then fall off, end up right back where you are? I think there's chances of you doing that are much higher to stay on track, to get to where you want to be. And again, that's the goal of my lifestyle coaching. It should become a lifestyle. You're still able to enjoy the things that you like, but we need to start looking at health and wellness beyond our measurement system. Because if you don't, it will be short-lived. So I hope that helped today. Go back and and re-listen to any part and maybe make it a habit this week that you're going to write down and do some journaling and some thinking and some contemplating. What do you value? What are we trying to accomplish? Maybe even writing out what you have accomplished. I think too many times we're so busy chasing a goal, we forget to celebrate the many wins 
right? You won a few battles within that war. You haven't won the war yet, but you won a few battles. Celebrate that because you deserve to, because you've been working towards it. But if you don't realize what you've accomplished, how are you ever going to feel whole? How are you ever going to feel like you actually got to where you want to be? So I hope that that helped this week. Please, uh, again, listen through. Let me know what you guys think of the podcast. Uh, Going on Apple iTunes is the best way to do that. You can also drop me a line on Facebook. It's just my first and last name, Tyler Ferrant, or you can find me on Instagram. Until next week, guys, be kind, be humble, and work your ass off. Thanks for listening to Train, Eat, Repeat. Connect with us on Instagram at fit underscore ferrant or at traineatrepeat.co. Until next time, stay strong, stay healthy.